It's 1 o'clock and time for the services from the Calvary Baptist Church of Gainesville.
want to talk about something today that, that really needs to be talked about and we need to remind ourselves of, of, as tragic as this past week was, we have to think along the lines of God as best we can based on his word and how God does things and how God sees things. So I want you to turn with me today to Judges. We're going to look at Samson. Hopefully you know a little bit about Samson, a guy that probably looked a lot like myself, uh, you know, buff, tough, and not, no, not at all. He would have been the complete opposite of me. He was a powerful man. God created him that way and would use him because it was a time of warfare in the early days of Israel. It was a time of the judges where the tribes had to be, you know, overseen by a judge and disputes settled and laws enacted and those kind of things. So Samson was one of those. There were many judges. One of them was a woman. She was a warrior uh, judge, Deborah. You can study her hopefully later. But what's unique about Samson is, is the, the, his rise and fall. You know, all men... All men, I don't care what they accomplish, we rise and fall. We rise and fall. Uh, you know, in physical things, our bodies rise and our bodies fall. They wear out. Whether it be our heart, our pancreas, or our mind, things, things quit working on us. And, and, and it results in death in one way or the other. And while some, some uh, ways of death are, are much more horrible than others, we need to talk about that a little bit. We need to make sure that we realize that people... You never know what somebody's going through. You never know what they're dealing with. You never know, as I'll just say it, what kind of earthly hell they're going through. It's so easy to stand back and have, and you have different emotions when you're hurt on that deep of a level. You have different emotions and that we've all gone through this week, especially the family. Shock, uh, the shock when we got the, the, the call uh, first thing Wednesday morning. And then you almost go through a little bit of an anger about it. Uh, because, you know, of, of the way it was done. But then at the end of the day, Wednesday, I mean, I was absolutely, I've never been as emotionally exhausted as I was Wednesday. Uh, but I had, there was, there was, I had a sense of victory, and that's hard to explain, maybe a sense of peace, because I knew as tragic as that end was, it's not the end. Hartwell is a whole lot better off than we are this morning. Hartwell is a whole lot better off than we are this morning. You know, and you, 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 that, that decision to do that, someone is not mentally themselves. Stroke caused that. And we, we need to talk about this stuff. You know, sometimes it's taboo. Sometimes people shy away from it. But mental illness, depression, whatever it is, is no different than a cold. It's no different than having a heart condition. It's no different than those things. It, it's, it, it's a part of the weakness of the human body. But getting back to Samson, strong man, I don't have time to read all the scripture today because I'm going to be very brief. It's a very strong man. You know, just a few things about Samson. He killed 1,000 Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. Now that's a man right there. That's a man. My favorite was when he caught 300 foxes, tied their tails together along with wheat straw, and sent them running into the wheat fields and cornfields of the Philistines. That was... Uh, scorched earth right there literally those foxes went in and uh, set all their their crops on fire because they were battling with God's people he was a man he would have had long hair a long beard he would have been muscular beyond belief but yet God had made a covenant with him God had made a covenant with him that his strength and, and this was Hartwell his strength and Hartwell would tell you that he was not ashamed of his faith he was faithful and to the end my strength comes from the Lord. 
You know, our bodies give out. Our minds quit. Our hearts quit. You know, we might get cancer. We don't know. It may be an accident. You know, we don't want to think about all those things, but our bodies are weak. And I don't want to get into my funeral, funeral sermon today, but we're made up of body, soul, and spirit. And uh, we'll look at that a little bit later on. While our spirit is willing, our bodies are weak. We want to do things. So while our soul is who we are, it's the animated part of us. And Harlow was animated, wasn't he? Uh, me and Ray were talking about it. When you went hunting or fishing or did anything with Hartwell, I mean, it could be a trip to the sportsman, the sporting goods store. It was going to be an adventure. You know, and, it, and we didn't really go anymore for catching the fish or doing the hunting. It was to see what kind of trouble we were going to get ourselves in, what was going to break, you know, and it, it, and it was just it was just that way. And, you know, he would laugh about those things. And uh, Samson, you know, the the... Because God was for him, Satan was against him. That's the lives that we all live in the flesh. Because God is for us, Satan is against us. And Satan wills a lot of power. But I want to read you some scripture today because I did say I was going uh, to be brief. Samson fell under the, 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 the uh, influence of a beautiful Philistine woman. We know her to be Delilah. And she tried to trick him. Tried, you see, Satan uses beautiful things, not Anything beautiful in the world, whether it be a substance or a person or, or a, a way of thinking, Satan uses those things to trick us, to uh, trick our minds, if you will. So she finally, he finally revealed to her after much prodding that his strength lied in his hair. But it wasn't the hair, it was the covenant with God called the Nazarite vow, I believe. So she cut his hair. And when she cut his hair, I don't know what happened to him, but it must have been like a, a really strong young man, really chiseled young man, going from, you know, being unbelievably fit and, and handsome or whatever to looking like me in just a few, few seconds. I mean, that's the only way I can explain it. And then he was taken prisoner by the enemies of God, the Philistines. And he was humiliated to a point that his eyes were put out. He could not see anymore. Imagine that. His eyes were put out. He could not see anymore. That's symbolic of sin and how it can deceive us and how it can blind us. When we fall, when we turn away from God, when we are tempted to the point that we do that, he was put at the millstone because he was still a strong man and was mocked as he turned the grinding wheel to grind the grain. And they, they uh, triumphed over him. You know, Satan, you know, uh, triumphs. Or, or tries to when we're at our lowest point. But for the Christian, God has the last word. Amen. And that's how we have to look at it. Whether you have a, uh, a, a mental illness, whether you have a physical illness, God has the last word. And let us remember, let us be frank here. Let us be honest and candid here. The only sin, the only act at the end that will keep you out of heaven is you die without faith and trust in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Case closed. And we'll see that with Samson here today. And I'm, I'm going to close here pretty quickly. But Samson, although he was at a point of despair, I mean, he was at a low place. I can't imagine where you would have to be mentally to, to, to make that decision. I cannot judge that. I will not judge that. I'll, I know him for who he was. You cannot judge a man based on a weak moment in his life when his life was indicative of faith Love for God, love for the church, and love for family. Amen. Cannot. Nobody can. 
So, and, and as a pastor, I've had more questions in my career about suicide than anything else because it's so horrible, because it's so unfathomable, because it hurts on a level that I think a lot of other deaths don't touch. But that's not the end for the believer. That's not the end. So Samson found himself in the temple of Dagon, their great God, their, their worldly God, their dead God, and they were mocking him and mocking this so-called God that Samson served. And they were doing all those things, and they put Samson in a unique place. Samson called to the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once. O God, that I may be avenged upon the Philistines for one of my two eyes. And Samson grasped the two middle pillars upon which the house rested, and he leaned his weight upon them and his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. A man that was Samson to me when I was a boy growing up rededicated his life here about two or three weeks ago. And we see now why that probably was. Because he was at a low and a weak place. He had been affected Physically, he had been effective mentally, but he knew the key was faith. Amen. He knew the key was faith. So he, I saw him when he come and done that, and he told everybody subtly goodbye. We see that now too. I saw a man that while it seems such a weak and a defeating and an in a unfathomable thing, there's a strength there. That should be the last choice anybody makes. We should talk to people. We should try to help people. I talked to a girl yesterday at work that deals with depression. I said, I want to tell you something. I have experienced this past week, you know, the, 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 the tragedy of those things. And I, I, I told her, I said, I want to encourage you and tell you that I love you and that there's hope and that there's uh, people you can talk to that care for you. And, I mean, she lit up like a weight come off of her shoulders. I think we need to talk to people. It's so easy to taboo things when we don't understand them and they're horrible, and I, I would be the one of those to do to Talk to people, love people, even though we may not like them or they may rub us the wrong way. You never know why they're acting out the way they are, what has shaped them, what has hurt them, what bodily weakness affects them that they cannot help. I think the Lord showed me some things this week. Samson, verse 29, got the middle pillars upon which the house rested. There were 7,000 Philistines, many thousands of Philistines in this temple. And he said, he looked up to the Lord at his lowest point, and he said, Lord, one more time. He regained his faith and renewed himself before God. He said, God, I want you to strengthen me one more time so that I can avenge my enemies. He leaned his weight upon those pillars, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other, and Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. Then he bowed with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were in it. So the dead whom he slew at his death were more than those who he had slain during his life. Then his brothers and all his family came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtel in the tomb of Manoah his father. He had judged Israel for 20 years. He had done miraculously powerful things in 
service to the Hebrew or the Israelite people. He had defended them. He had pushed their enemies back. He had uh, judged them. But yet he had a place in his life where he failed. Spiritually, he failed physically, but he remembered where the key was. He remembered where the key to, to, to heaven was, the key to renewal, the key to redemption. And he sought out God, and God answered him. And you look at that and go, well, he did something there that I don't think uh, could redeem someone. I don't think could end well for someone. But I want you to go with me, and I'm going to close here. Hebrews chapter 11. Samson. That last thing that he did there, which took himself out as well, I want you to I want you to read with me chapter eleven, and we'll go over to verse thirty-two. Paul goes through a roll of faithful people. And I want to remind you something here that this is important to remember. Faith is all that pleases God. Faith is what gets you to heaven. That's it. At the end of the day, when all of us come down to the end of our days. However, that may happen. Hopefully after a long, fruitful life. But we're going to fight battles and we're going to have failures and victories all through that life. It is faith. Faith. F-A-I-T-H. So much in that one little word. Paul begins to name faithful people. And he begins to name people like Moses and Rahab, you know, the, the prostitute that had stood up for God's people and served uh, you know, the God of Israel, the God that we serve today, Yahweh, that sent Jesus Christ to die for us on the cross. He names these people, and he doesn't name them because they were great people. And, and, and you know, in moralistic standards or, uh, you know, in political ways or, or financial ways, he doesn't name them because they were great people. He doesn't name them because they accomplished uh, you know, just unbelievable things, which they did in faith. He names them because their faith was the key. Their faith was the key, and faith is and was the key for Hartwell. Paul mentions the name here. In, in verse 32 of Hebrews chapter 11, he says, And what more shall I say? For I don't have enough time to tell of Gideon. We talked about Gideon and the wonderful ways that God used Gideon, who was meek and who was scared at first. But God said, I am with you. I am with you. Remember that. No matter what, I am with you. He says, I don't have time to tell of Gideon or Barak that was another judge or Samson. How could a man that ended things the way Samson did end up in the roll call of the faithful? of his faith it really wasn't who he was that really wasn't who he was he had faith and he acted that faith out in the best way that he could at that point you see well what Hartwell went through we don't know but he wasn't himself when that came to pass he was not himself Samson Jephthah David and Samuel. Samuel. Samuel's put in there with David. It was another man who had many faults. Samuel, a man, had faults, but yet had faith. And I want you to remember, faith is the reason Hartwell is walking on streets of gold right now. 
And I couldn't help but have something pop into my mind as we were suffering Wednesday and we were trying to process things. I could hear that little chuckle. You know how Hartwell laughed. It's hard to replicate. It's like Ben's laugh. You can't replicate it. He had a little chuckle, and it was never really loud. It was never really an outburst. But I could hear him chuckling and saying, all is well. All is well. Faith has made me whole. Faith will make you whole today. Faith is what's going to get us down the road from this. Faith is what's going to allow God to do great things through us. Though diminished and grieving and mourning and, and, and defeated emotionally in some ways, we're going to go forward. And we're going to thank God for Hartwell's life. And we're going to thank God for all the wonderful things that he did. He gave money. He gave his time to young men and others. That's a whole lot more valuable than money. Amen. He had a heart for everyone. He had a heart for his church. He had a commitment to his church. Whether he was here or White Plains, he was there serving. He overcame by the help of God and by the people that God blessed him with in his life. He overcame. And, and Paul talks about those that are not worthy of the world. He said those that had faith were mocked. They were ridiculed. They were scores. They, were, they, were, uh, they, were, uh, they had to live in caves. They had to run for, them li for their lives from the evil in the world. He, they had to do all these things. And he said they were not worthy of this world. Now, heaven is his. Faith has become sight. And I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you today. I don't care what you believe, societal norms, all that kind of stuff. It is faith that pleases God. And the only way you will not see heaven is if you die unbelieving. Is if you walk out of here today and God forbid something happens to you and you do not know Jesus as your Savior. You say, how do I do that? You come, pray, say, Lord, save me. As Hartwell did a long time ago, I'm a sinner. My flesh is weak but my spirit is willing. I come to you, Lord, for the healing, for the saving, for the sealing for eternity that only you can give. And I believe in Jesus. And that's why he's okay. Hartwell is this morning. Please pray for the family. Please pray for our church family. Remember the good times. Remember the funny things he did. Remember, because our memories will help us get through until we're reunited. But only, only, only if you name Jesus as your Savior in faith and believe that his death on the cross, the shedding of his precious blood and his resurrection three days later was so that you could be brought back to God. Your sins to be forgiven and covered, made presentable to God for an eternity. Do you know him today? Do you know him? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for the account of Samson and the fact that he's mentioned in the roll call of the faithful. Father, I just pray that you would help us understand things that we can't understand and those things that we won't understand that you would help us, Father, through grace and mercy to press forward. As we've lost a great man, Father, I just pray for strength. I pray for um, the words to say. I pray for strength for my family and my church family. Father, for the days to come that we would heal in according, uh, accordance to your mercy and grace. And Father, help us to...
be there for people, to encourage people, to see if they're hurting, that we might take the time to try to help them, Father, to realize that although we may not have a certain kind of illness, we're all human and we all fail. Our bodies fail, our minds fail, but what never fails is the everlasting life that you give us through our faith in Jesus. You have never failed, Father, and we're so thankful for that. Be with us through the further part of this day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the great victory that was won at Calvary that day. When it seemed like defeat was the rule of the day, victory crushed defeat as Jesus exited the tomb three days later. Father, thank you for that. Thank you for these precious souls here today. I don't know what they're going through. I do know what some are going through, but I don't know what everybody's going through. You do, and I lift them up to you, that you would strengthen them, that you would love them, that they might come to you. And if they've never given their life to you through faith in Christ, that they would do so today. Father, we have to realize we're sinners and that we make mistakes and we're, we're carnal, we're human. It's a part of our nature, but Father, you can get us above that through the shed blood of Christ, Father. Go with us the further part of this service, and as we have this invitation, we thank you for the life of Ray Hartwell Lancaster, what he taught us and what he showed us. Thank you for the victory that has snatched life out of the jaws of death and the sacrifice of our Savior Jesus. May he be glorified today. Amen. 97.5 Glory FM, your family radio station in North Georgia. Welcome.